Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave, and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, one of our listeners writes in that they have a great question. And the question is this, is there such a thing as the baptism of the dead? Wow, friends, this is a really important question because there is a lot of, uh, even you might be surprised, confusion about this very thing. In 1 Corinthians 15, 29, Paul declares, If there is no resurrection, what will those who do who are baptized for the dead? If the dead are not raised at all, why are people baptized for them? And from this passage of Scripture, one could surmise that Paul was affirming the existence of a baptism for the dead. Now, the concept of the baptism for the dead does not align with Paul's theology. Therefore, why does Paul even mention it? Is there a baptism from the dead, we must ask? And this is a difficult concept to understand as it's not biblical, and many biblical commentators are unsure of what this exact phrase means, the baptism of the dead. And yet the overall consensus for what this means is uh, for the baptism of the dead is that it's believed that a, that a living person can be baptized in place of a loved one who has passed away in order for the deceased individual to obtain salvation. Now, we must say, by the living person making a statement, a profession of faith in the Lord Jesus, we, we cannot make a, a, a personal statement of faith for a personal profession, I should say, for another person. Um, but these that's what people who hold to this view think that they can do, that they can think that they can uh, profess faith for another person, and then that person is ultimately saved. Now, the practice of this seems to have begun in the ancient Greece. And sadly, this concept, though, is still being taught in religions such as false religions, such as the Church of the Latter-day Saints, known as Mormonism. And there's no avoiding the fact that Paul mentions this concept of baptism for the dead in his famous discussion of the resurrection of Christ in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-58. And Paul is not affirming this erroneous belief, though. But rather, Paul is pointing out this belief in conjunction with his overall main topic, the resurrection of Christ. The Corinthian church have been practicing uh, baptism for the dead, even though this is not a true biblical practice. Salvation is only obtained by faith in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, as revealed in the scriptures when a person is alive and they put their hope and confidence in Christ alone. Once a person has passed away, there is no second chances. In fact, we're only given, we must say, one chance to live, and we each have to choose personally whether or not we will believe, repent and believe, and put our hope and confidence in Christ. And by placing faith in Jesus, that each person has to, is a decision that every single person has to make for themselves. Just like you can't place your faith in Christ for, for me, I cannot do so for you. And many Christians struggle with this with knowing that many of their loved ones have not uh, professed faith in Jesus. But we cannot place faith in Christ for anybody else other than for ourselves. 
every single person has to repent and believe in Christ personally. Now, we can pray for that loved one to come to know Christ, to be irresistibly drawn to Christ so that they might repent and believe and put their hope and confidence in Christ. We should. And we can tell them that the only way to salvation is only through that the way is exclusive and that it's restricted only by repenting and believing and putting their hope and confidence in Christ can they be saved. And likewise, after a person dies, we cannot undergo the baptism for the dead in order to provide salvation for a, do- for a dead loved one. If, if an unbeliever dies, they will not go to be with God in heaven. Due to our sins, every single person who does not trust in Christ for salvation will go to hell, a place of unending, unrelenting, conscious punishment when they die. In fact, once a person passes away, there is nothing we can do to warrant that individual to obtain salvation. The best thing we can do is to help our loved ones who are not believers to pray for them and to continue, if they're alive, and continue to pray for them and continue to tell them about what Christ has done. The concept of being baptized for the dead is not biblical, and Paul is not endorsing the idea by mentioning it in this passage of Scripture in 1 Corinthians 51, 15. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul does not approve of the practice of baptism for the dead. Rather, what he's doing in 1 Corinthians 15 is connecting his point back to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. In other words, Paul is saying, why would anyone be baptized for the dead if Christ was not resurrected? Paul was utilizing this false belief that the Corinthians were practicing, pointing to the bigger issue at hand, which is his teaching on the resurrection of Christ. The Church of the Latter-day Saints, Mormonism, still practices baptism for the dead today, and they base that practice, that belief, on 1 Corinthians 15.29. And this is not surprising, considering the fact that the Church of the Latter-day Saints endorses many practices that have no biblical proof and no biblical grounds to believe. The Church of the Latter-day Saints is a cult, and Christians who believe and trust in the sufficiency and authority of Scripture, we need to abstain from practices utilized in this cult, such as the idea of the baptism for the dead. Baptism for the dead is not true, as the Bible never tells us that individuals can be baptized for the dead. And as much as we as Christians who trust in the authority and sufficiency of God's Word wish they could save their lost loved ones who have passed away, we cannot. Every individual has to repent and to believe, personally believe, on the finished and sufficient work of Christ when they're alive, if they're going to believe in Jesus and go to heaven. And now, it's, it's sad, it's depressing that many of our loved ones have passed away without trusting Christ. But we cannot do anything to obtain salvation for them now. God is full of mercy and love, however, he's also holy, righteous, and true. Psalm one, Psalm eleven seven says, "For the Lord is righteous; He loves justice. The upright will see His face." You see, God has given every single one of us a chance to repent, to believe, and put our hope and trust in Jesus. John three sixteen through seventeen says this: "For God so loved the world that He gave His His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life." For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. 1 Timothy 2.4 tells us that God desires that all men be saved, including our loved ones. 
In fact, since God has freely shown us what we must do to repent and to believe in him, we should all turn to God, we should all repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as revealed in the word of God. In fact, 2 Peter 3 tells us that God God is, is, is gracious to give us more time to repent and to believe and to put our f- hope and faith in Christ and that God's promises are true and that God acts. Titus 1-2 tells us that God never lies. That means that God acts consistently and coherently with his word. In fact, this is the reason why Jesus came, Luke 19.10, says that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. You see, if you're lost, if you're dead in your trespasses and sins, as Ephesians 2 starts out with, you must repent and believe and put your hope and confidence in Christ. And you must believe according to what the Bible teaches about Jesus. Because there is so many false Jesuses out there. There are so many false beliefs about Jesus. And there's only one way to be sure. That is to test your belief with the scripture, your belief about Jesus and your thinking about Jesus and your convictions about Jesus with what the scriptures say. You see, once we die, we're not going to get a second chance. Nobody will be able to participate in baptism for the dead for us after we die because baptism for the dead never saves anybody. Only by repenting and putting our faith and trust in Christ alone can we be saved. In fact, baptism for the dead is taught within many false religions, which means this practice should not be practiced among professing Christians who believe in the authority and sufficiency of God's word. There is no salvation from an individual personally, uh, but only by placing their hope and faith in Christ who who paid the penalty in our place and for our sin and was buried and rose again, can they be saved? And Paul says this in 1 Corinthians 15, 1-4. Now, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved, if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, and that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures. Now, there's a lot, friends, that we could talk about here today, about this topic. But let's just wrap it up by saying this. There is one in Christ. He is altogether lovely. He is altogether righteous. And he is altogether good. When Jesus said in John 19.30, it is finished, he meant that. And the veil was torn from top to bottom, meaning that what separated us from God now we that veil was torn in two that means that there is there is none no other way to be saved other than to put your hope and your confidence in the righteousness of god which is imputed by faith in in the name of christ to sinners because christ said it's finished it is signed it is sealed and it is delivered all in the righteousness of god and God is good. And so, friends, we need, to keep, we need to keep being faithful to the message of Christ. We need to keep being faithful to declare the goodness of God, the righteousness of God, the, the love of God, the holiness of God, all that find their fulfillment in the, the, the person and the work of Christ who says, it is finished. And he is enough, 
and he always will be. So you can take him at his word. And that's why we should reject practices such as baptism for the dead, because there's only one way, and that way is narrow, it is exclusive, and it is restricted only by repenting and believing and putting your trust and hope in Christ. Can you be saved? Well, I want to thank you for listening or watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. Until next week, may God bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.